And I go, I'm going to go to hell if I'm gay. He goes, you could be sucking a dick and the second coming of Christ could happen. And you will not go to hell if you love God. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. I'm Nikki Levy, and this is Don't Tell My Mother, where your favorite humans tell true stories they'd never want their moms to know. And then we tell their mothers. Happy Pride Month, everybody! We are kicking off this season with a month of amazing queer episodes. Coming up, we're going to have Real Housewives star Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, comic Judy Gold, the UK's biggest queer podcasters, a gay and a non-gay, and so much more. Now, we are excited to hear their stories, right? Of course. But I want to hear your story. So this month only, leave us a message at 213 213- 290-0762 and tell us about your first queer crush. And I want you to do it in under a minute. We will shout you out in our next episode. Don't be afraid. Today's episode is so exciting to me. You guys know Daniel Franchese from Mean Girls, where he played the iconic character Damien. And check out his podcast, Yes Jesus, where queerness and Christianity meet. You don't got to pick between gay and God. Daniel is here with his mother, and he is telling a story about the day God spoke to him. Put on your Sunday best. This is me and Daniel Franchese right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Danny. Hello. You look so cute. Where Thank are you? you? I'm in Fort Lauderdale, which is like Diet Brooklyn, Fort Lauderdale. Diet Brooklyn. Of, okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was more die and go to Florida. <laughs> yeah, if you're from true. Brooklyn. Yes, it's the gays and the grays. <laughs> and my mom is going through a surgery and I'm helping her. I'm going, taking her to the doctor's appointments and looking after her and Danny. You know, being a good boy. I actually feel like you and I are a little bit similar. I, we're both from New York originally. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Queens. You grew up in, I think, Brooklyn and maybe then Florida. Yes. I'm Jewish. You're Italian. Yes. A rugula, rugula. A rugula. So we're, we're, we're basically... Yeah, it's kind know, of basic, the same thing. It's the same thing. Meatball, matzo ball, who gives? <laughs> By the way, I'm supposed to... I, I should ask you this. Do you prefer I call you Daniel or Danny? I like that you call me Danny. I like the energy from you. You're Jewish from New York. You better call me Danny. Like, otherwise I'm in trouble. If you're like, hey, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel. I'm kidding. Danny, your big break came when you played the iconic gay character Damien in Mean Girls. How did your life change when this movie came out? I was all of a sudden recognized everywhere I went. People were hearing my voice and recognizing my voice. And I lived next to a girl's school and I didn't realize it. And then they found me <laughs> real quick. 
I remember I had to like go like a block and a half around and hide behind a bus and everything no. just to like make it a, like Bieber style to like make it home sometimes. I had to end up moving out of there. Because you were being like fangirled by all the fans? Yeah, fangirls. Like the girls would like wait outside the building or whatever, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was a groundbreaking movie and especially for gay people. Do you remember what you thought when you first got the script and read the character of Damien? When I read Damien, I was scared to be out, but I was like, look at this character. Like, he doesn't get his head shoved in a locker, and he's not yes. like, you know, he doesn't get a swirly in the toilet bowl, and, like, yes. no one no one calls him a fag. I was like, and no one even really says he's fat. Like, he, like yeah. the script says Damien is probably fat, but definitely gay. And I thought that that was such a cute way to say it, and there's not one fat joke in the whole script. I love that. I thought that was so incredible, right? And then after that, after Mean Girls, it's all, like, not... It's all like, oh, you know, she's not home and slamming the door with a boa. And like, just like, I don't remember. I just remember reading stuff and being like, what the hell? And this one like uh, movie I really wanted to be in. It was called Sherry Baby. Um, it was with I Maggie Gyllenhaal. So Bridget Barkin, who plays Maggie Gyllenhaal's sister-in-law in that movie, she like is my friend. We've been, we've been in two plays together. We've done like three movies together. We moved to LA together. Like we yeah. would just make out for like no reason, like to be funny. Do you know what I'm saying? In real and life. So the, uh, in real life. Okay. <laughs> like, <or whatever. laughs> but like her for auditions. character was looking, her husband was being cast and it said a doughy blue collar, big lug of a guy. That's you. And, and that's me, right? That's you. And so I was like, oh my God, like this is like so perfect. You could be in this amazing movie of Maggie Gyllenhaal together. You're, she's already cast. And I submitted, and the casting directors were like, we love Daniel, we think he's a great actor, but you got this way off base. We're looking for a man's man. He said that to you, or she said that to you? Yeah. So you were typecast, basically, after Damien. Yeah. I hit like a gay glass ceiling. Wow. I mean, this doesn't surprise me because Hollywood, but I'm so glad you played this role because it had such an impact. Did you, did you feel that? Yes. The 10th anniversary of Mean Girls happened and I received this letter from a fan and the fan said, I don't know if you're gay or not and it doesn't really matter. But and I was like, no, it does. And I read on and he goes, but when I was in eighth grade, I was tortured for being chubby and beat up for being a sissy. And then your movie came out. And then in ninth grade, the popular senior girls on the first day of school were like, you're like Damien. Come sit with us. Mm. And I, I broke down. I really did. Uh, because, uh, I, because Nikki, I got to tell you, like, I, I needed that so bad when I was 16. Yeah. Well, tell me, what was teenage Danny Franchese like at that time? Oh, my God. Teenage Danny? Teenage Danny at 15 is all augmenting his clothes by putting, like, safety pins in, like, his the bottom of his, like, rift cup jeans. Is growing his hair, like, really curly. Yes. Is like wearing like ringer t-shirts with like Mr. Bubbles on them or something like, you know, like like low key raver and like squeeze my like XL body into an L. You know what I mean? Like really just trying to do it like that. And then half like with church. I was at church all the time, too. Really? So I had like two lives. I had like I was the mascot at school and like hung out with my friends there in drama club. Yeah. And then I had everything that was happening at church. You grew up what? Catholic? Uh, Christian. You wait a second. Pentecostal, born again, like evangelical Christian. How are you Italian from New York and you don't grow up Catholic? The way you're Italian and, and from New York and uh, don't grow up Catholic is when your parents convert to from Catholicism to Pentecostal Christianity and your Italian grandparents no longer speak to them. <laughs> because of it and your mom sells her wedding ring to have to move out of the apartment they were renting above their house 
and they name you Daniel because I was supposed to be named Antonio after because I was the first of the firstborn. Of course, you were supposed to be named Antonio. Antonio after my grandfather. Right. Of but course. Instead, you they name me Daniel, and I have no middle name because Daniel means God is my judge. You don't even need a middle name. No, I think my middle name was a middle finger. <laughs> I got your middle name right here. You I got bastard. your middle name, your fazul. Right up your fazul. You were raised Christian. Mm-hmm. Was it always something that you connected with? Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. It didn't feel pressure. It wasn't like a cult or anything like that. I mean, there were yeah. elements of it that certainly now feel a little bit like those kind of vibes sometimes, just like some some of the practices and things. But like the way that I grew up praying to God and using God as a source of power and a source of like finding out who I am and decision making and a moral code and like and as lonely as I've ever felt in life, I never felt alone. And, I, you know, and I think that the beauty of God is something that I've carried with me. I, like even when I was like my most doubtful of like if I would even go to hell or not for being queer or whatever, I still knew that God was real. Did you ever have, like, a crisis of confidence in God? Like, where are you? I, I I had a I had my breakdown. I put myself into conversion therapy. Okay, hold that thought. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, first let me preface this story by saying that, like, Within reason, my mom pretty much let me do anything that I wanted to do. Okay. Like, I was like a star in my mom's eyes. She absolutely loved me. She was only like 21 when she had me. So I was just like a teddy bear to her that she would dress up all the time and show (laughs) off. I think I became an entertainer because my mom was so proud of me. She let me do whatever I wanted to do, (laughs) including have a Cabbage Patch doll that I carried around like was a real baby. Which one did you have? Do you remember? His name was Clay Eric. Oh, you got a boy. Okay. I, I had a boy, yeah. Okay. And then I, <laughs> I also had um, uh, uh, Care Bears that I loved, you know? Oh, yeah. And I loved the Care Bears so much. And I, uh, in between, like, I guess, dancing to, like, Annie and, like, uh, Kids Incorporated, <laughs> yes. like, the Care Bears were also, like, a major influence on me. Yes. And so when it came time to get skates, I really wanted these... Uh, white skates that had the Care Bears on the side. I just didn't want to know anything about it. I wanted them, and my mom got them for me. And it was then that I realized, skating with friends, why did you get white skates? Only girls have white skates, and boys have black skates. And I was like, I looked around, I was like, is that true? And I noticed that all the boys had black skates, and all the girls had white skates. Like, I never knew that rule before. So this, like, has is a recurring theme in my life. In second grade, I was holding my books like Sandy does in Greece, like, on on my (laughs) hip. And I was informed that on, only girls and gay guys hold their books like that, that you have to hold your book straight down by your side. And I kept always wondering to myself, why did I always do the thing that I wasn't supposed to do with my natural inclination? Like, why was that the way that I held the book? Yes. Like, why couldn't I just naturally hold the book the normal way? Spoiler alert, I'm gay. What? This call is over. I'm done. Well, I <laughs> went through a lot of life trying to deny this. Uh 
Even though I was president of the drama club, my mom came to all my plays. Yes. Even though I majored in musical theater and sang my way through college and, you know, try to figure out what I was going to do. Even though I left school to go pursue a career in musical theater and had uh, started uh, doing plays like, oh, Danny. Um, like Damn Yankees. Um, while I was working as a singing waiter at a restaurant called the Broadway Bistro and dating the girl expediter there. And I remember we went on one date and the day after she told her best girlfriend who also worked at the restaurant, can you believe that we went out and we didn't fuck? She was like, I'm so proud of myself. And I'm like, oh shit, like I'm in trouble. Cause I was yeah. used to dating like girls that were like virgins or, you know, didn't want to go, you know, I was always, I wanted a slow girl because I didn't really want to have to go girl. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so we went on a few dates. It got like hot and heavy and I just didn't know what to do when it got down to like the point where I would actually have to do something. I couldn't perform and I just didn't want to. And I, I really didn't know what to do. And I was so desperate because I grew up in the church. And to me, the answer was always that gay people were, were going to go to hell. It was something that just was written in the Bible or as I was told was written in the Bible. Okay. And kind of terrified for my life. Did you have a feeling at that moment where you, you know, you didn't want to be physical with her? I think it's because I'm gay. Or you just, or did that even like kind of enter and like tickle, trickle into your brain? To be fully transparent at this time, right before this production that I was in of 1776, the... The actors before were doing the play The Boyfriend, and it was all gay dancers that lived in the house. And in the sink, underneath the sink, in the bathroom, they had left gay porn magazines. (gasps) And my other two roommates were straight. And they were like, look at this. Oh, forget about it. And they kept forgetting about it. But trust me, I remembered they were there. (laughs) Because I could access them with a door lock. Until one day they disappeared. I guess the guy found them when he was cleaning up and threw them out. <gasps> and I kind of was like, did you? Th-? I was trying to figure out what happened to them. Yeah, where's my stash? Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, I noticed they were missing. Oh, he's like, I finally threw them out. I was like, when? Uh... Like, and I was trying to battle with myself between, like, these magazines that are underneath the kitchen sink and this girl that wants to have sex with me. And why was these magazines turning me on? But this real life sexy, she was a beautiful woman, doesn't do it for me. So I had a plan. I went to my prayer warrior, my Nana. She's my prayer warrior. My mom and my Nana are always like, you know, people, especially at this time in my life. And I said, Nana, I need a favor. And I was like, I have erectile dysfunction. Can you pretend that my poppy has erectile dysfunction and get me some Viagra? And you that said way, this to your nana? Yes, because it was like the last pit of desperation. I was like, I can get. They would help me with stuff like that. Maybe he, they get me drugs through my grandfather. I was like, I'm just gonna ask for it. Do you know? That is brave. I don't know if it was brave, but it was desperate. And I just was like, she was like, hold on, I have something for you. And she goes and she comes back with a Bible, and. Uh, my uncle Joey, who was one of my elderly uncles, had passed away. Um, and she's like, Uncle Joey told me about this for you. And she opened it up and it was a little piece of paper, like a post-it. And it said, Danny Gay. <gasps> with like a line onto the Bible. Danny. And I went, you think I'm gay too? And she was like, no, 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 no. And I would never in my life yell at my Nana. My Nana, to this day, she's still with us. She turns 90 next month. Oh, God bless. God bless. She's precious and like a light in my life. But yeah. I was very angry and very at the end of my rope. Of course. And I screamed at her. 
I was like, how dare you? I like write my name and like that and put it in a Bible, like as if it could have some cosmic power to maybe be making me gay. Like I, I wanted to blame somebody or anything. And so I locked myself into the bathroom, which may not seem like a holy place, but the fact that it was on my Nana's ground alone to me was very sacred. And I got on my knees and I looked up and I said, I'm opening the clouds in the heavens and I'm staring right at you, God, as your son. If you want me to be straight, then introduce me to a girl. And right now at like 20 years old, I'll get married to the girl. Like I'll give, if she can give me, I don't care. Other friends from my high school got married this young, you know, like she gives me everything I need and I give her everything she needs. Let's do it. And I was like, and if not, I was like, then I have to know that you made me this way. Okay. Because I'm faithful and I'm a good, like, servant and son. And I know that, like, you want me this way because this wouldn't happen to me. I'm not being punished in any way. This is coming from inside, wow. you know? Wow. And so I, and I said, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to figure out why. And, I, I, and so then my nana was like, do you want me to talk to the pastor? And I said, yes. And she spoke to the pastor and she said, here, this is a week later or whatever, she was like, I talked to the pastor. He said, he's not an expert in this kind of stuff, but it's a coincidence because someone had just come and spoke to him and gave him this card in case anything like this ever came up. So maybe this could be something that could help you. I don't know. It doesn't really, you know, there wasn't a great recommendation. So I, I go to this office that's kind of far away in like a rich neighborhood, like in Boca. Yeah. And in Florida. it's, yes. And it's like, uh, he, he, the guy comes and meets me and I, he's like, gay. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can right. tell he's like kind of gay. Of course. Like, could, and he's like, so, you know, and not to make fun of a gay accent, but it was like this. Like he was like, so just fill out the forms, you know, like, and I'll be right with you in a second. And yeah. so the first thing is just going to be you like filling out these, this test. And then we're going to assess the test and your next meeting will go over all of this. So I said, okay. And the test took me the hour to like do. It was long. What did they ask? This was what was weird, and I started to catch on fairly quickly. But, like, every third question was, like, a gay question. It was, like, have you ever stolen anything over $400? It was, like, no. You know, Have you ever uh, wanted to commit suicide? No. Do you think penises are pretty? You know, what? Like, oh, you know, like, like, you know, like, <laughs> I was just, like, wait a minute. Like, this is a trick. I was never good at multiple choice. Right. So uh, he was, like, okay, I've seen your test. And I just want to let you know that you're not gay. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, he was like, but you're having, like, bi-curious reactions. And we need to, like, kind of work on that a little bit and see why that's happening and discuss a little bit more. Tell me about your childhood. And he basically, like, Scientology-style audited me. Like, Uh and basically just, like, mined me for information. At one point, my nana was like, you know, Danny, are these working for you? Because, like, they're getting a little expensive. Did you trust him when he was... I trusted him because he came from the pastor and I hadn't had much experience with therapy. And honestly, like I still want and love therapy. (laughs) Like, you know, who doesn't? Right. I, are you kidding me? I love that. I have therapy today. Yeah. I don't, I need to find one, but I like, uh, was like excited to have somebody else work on this with me. It was too much of a, like of a workload for my brain at the time. I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. When he finally sussed it out, like when, when my grandma told me it was too expensive, I said, look, this is getting crazy and I have a lot to tell you. So if you want to record this, I'll just kind of go in. And he was like, okay. Record. And I, I, 
And I made him mean. record our session. Okay. And I just went, bada, 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 and as fast as I could, I gave him like a Micro Machines, like speed read, like auctioneer version of my life. Like all anything that was traumatic. And I just started crying. And he was like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. Listen, he goes, me, myself. He goes, with my wife. And I go, oh God. your wife? I go, you're married to a woman? Like, because... I didn't know if I was gay, but I knew for shit sure this guy was a faggot. You know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> are you, I was like, hold on a second, girl. I was like, your wife? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I used to be gay. And I go, used to be gay? You can't used to be gay. Like, do you know? Like, I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm gay or not, but I know you're gay. And he was like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about me, like, but I don't know about you. And he goes, listen to me, what are you so worried about? Like, anyway, I'm I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. He's like, you're not going to go to hell. And I go, I, I'm going to go to hell if I'm gay. He goes, you could be sucking a dick and the second coming of Christ could happen. And Literally. you will not go to hell if you love God. He goes, if you believe in love in God, you're not going wow. to hell. And I go, really? And he said, yeah. And it was like, you had the power all along. Like, I literally was like. I have to go. And I grabbed my keys and I grabbed my jacket and I left and I went home and I went on AOL and I found somebody and I lost my virginity that night. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So all you needed from this man was permission, was permission. Here's the thing. I dared God. And the next thing I know, my Nana goes to her pastor yes. to get a card, to meet a person, to tell me that I'm not going to go to hell. That's the message. Wow. And that was that? Like, that's all he said to you? One thing he told me stuck with me, and this is this is really bad. But he told me that I'm not gay, but that I was having uh, homosexual curiosity because my mother is too open with it and tells me too much about sex. And so it's her fault. Yep. And I need to let her know that. And I did. What did you say to your mother? When I came out to my mom, I said to my mom, I said, hey, mom, I'm bi. And she because that's how I was trying to identify at the time, because I was still trying to figure out what was what. Of course. Telling my mom that was so unfair. Like mm -hmm. my mom was the one safe space to me being queer. Mm -hmm. And through those conversations, it was very clear that that was the case. Yes. So they wanted to separate me from that safe space in order to kind of mind fuck me into being straight. Yeah, they, they had an agenda. To, they wanted to blame somebody. And they couldn't blame God, right? And they and they didn't want to blame you because that feels terrible. So they blame your mom. And this is not uncommon ex, at all. Yeah, ex-gay therapists are usually gays that are trying yeah. to, like, every time they think they save, quote unquote, save someone, it like erases one dick they sucked. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> work like that. Like, What did your mother say when you said this to her? It's still a very big pain point for her. She understands what happened and okay. why I was being like brainwashed and everything else now. And my mom and I have a very like to say healed relationship is an understatement. Okay. Like we are beyond close. Um, we are so uh, intertwined in each other's lives and care so much for each other. But at the time, I saw the pain in her eyes and we didn't talk for two months. It was really difficult for her to talk to me and deal with that. And I moved out to the gay neighborhood in a little like tiny apartment. And it was the, the time I felt the most estranged from my family. I didn't know if it was repairable at the time. Yeah. And how was that to be on your own for the first time? I got to experience some things in that two months time 
that really had me grow exponentially as a queer person. Like to see like either the kindness from the community in certain aspects. Like I remember I had like a drag queen buy me a burger and I mm -hmm. thought that, and, and what that meant to me, I, I mean, I wouldn't have had those experiences. And I think God wanted me to go on my own little journey to realize what the world was like out there and, ex and experience things without having, you know, my family over my head or being able to have my own little private apartment and yes. like, ex you know, go on dates and, 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 and experience what it was like to be gay. And I'm grateful for that time. Although I would never, if I could go back and change almost anything in my life, I would never hurt my mom like that because she's so awesome. I know you guys are really close because first you do a super famous YouTube show called Shit Italian Mom Say, which is all based on your mother. It's brilliant. And then you and your mom have a show on World of Wonder that is literally called Danny Francesi's Italian Mom. Yeah, Danny Francesi's Italian Mom. How did you guys mend the fences? I invited her to go with me to a gay club because I had seen this amazing Bette Midler impersonator that she would really have loved. And I was like, Mom, do you want to go with me? And she was like, I don't know, like, you know, how I wow. feel about that. Like with all the guys kissing everywhere and this and that happening. Wow. She's like, don't you feel like it's not of God or whatever? And I was like, Mom, do I have to tell you about me again? She's like, I know and I love you, but like, it just doesn't feel right. And I said, Mom, I said, listen to me. I go, you know, Gandhi, and I'm paraphrasing, but I said, someone asked Gandhi about homosexuality. And he said, having like someone that loves you with as much as you love them is the greatest gift God could give anyone who Amen. cares what, col what color or what kind of person Amen. they are. And my mom broke and she said to me, you know, I have had gay relatives, I've had gay friends, but it took my son to teach me and I oh. understand. Mm -hmm. And we just held each other and we cried. And from that day on, mm -hmm. every step was a step up. And if you want to jump ahead a few years, she's playing herself in looking on HBO she uh, playing like my mom on looking. She's on the Virgin yes. America Pride float screaming, We're here! We're crying! Oh my God! Get used to it! And then yes. she's like, She's like, Danny, I understand top and bottom. I understand <laughs> sub and dom. But what is it with these rubber dogs? Like, Oh, puppy play! Puppy play! Yeah. I was like, Mom, I guess they just want a bone like everyone else. Now oh. I get it! You know, I was like, so. Danny, can I meet this magnificent woman who I've yes. only seen now on like yes, YouTube? You can, absolutely. Let's call your mother. I see mommy. Hi. What do I call you, mom? I, I mean, I want to call you Mamala because that's a Jewish term of endearment, but so what do I, I call love you? It. I love it. I She's Noni Didi. Noni Didi, do you have a nose ring? Yes, I do. I thought you did in the videos, but I was like, is that a nose ring? I do. I have a nose ring. I have a tattoo above, you know, one of those tram stamps. You have a tramp stamp? Yeah. I, I told her she could have that, it's a but she has to call it a lower back tattoo, Ma. You can't hey. call it that. I'm really bad with that stuff. Like even my granddaughter, like, you know, I, I'm Brooklyn, New York, okay? So my granddaughter, she's eight years old. And the other day I go, you dropped all that shit on the floor. And she looked at me and she went, Nuna, you mad at me? I said, you need to get over this. You're eight years now. Let me speak to you. This is Nuna. <laughs> I'm loud. I say bad words sometimes. Yes, mommy. It just comes out, but I'll never be mad at you, okay, Nunny? Don't worry about that, okay? Did Danny get his wild and very loving personality from you? Is that where this is from? I, I think so, because yeah. back in the day, you know, it, it was a man was a good man if the wife was home with the baby, you know, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. It was hard because 
His dad, I was, I was 16 going on 17. He well, was you know 19 what they say, Mom, going on Love 20. is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. No, oh, we didn't force shit. it. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be like the rest of the woman and say he's a piece of shit. He was a very good man. Wow. Worked very, very hard. We had an amazing marriage. We had great sex. We had laughs like we... Like we never had before, he just couldn't keep his dick in his pants. That was the problem. <laughs> and I don't share. No, I don't No, either. that's my lollipop. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Noni, when did you realize Danny was gay? Since moms know everything ahead of time. Well, to be honest with you, I thought he was gay when he was like five. Yeah, that's, that's when my mother knew too. Yeah, what made I, you say I that he... or think that? Uh, we were on the beach, you know, when he spoke really good and he looked up in the sky and there was a plane and he said, when I get engaged, Ma, I'm going to have for my girlfriend up there with the things like he wanted what a woman would want. No man would think of that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I didn't care. In the beginning, when he didn't come out, it was really hard for me. They go, hey, is your son really gay? Because he plays that part so good. I go, well, uh. He could be a murderer because he played a murderer too. Good for you. And then Nani. I Good and then I just you. let it go. And then they go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you when shut you, that down. Yeah, because I I didn't want to lie. You know what I mean? Danny and Noni Didi, what is the best advice you guys have gotten from each other? Oh, I got so much advice from him. I'll start yeah, first. Yeah, tell me. I worry a lot. Mm. And I stress over my children, my family, yeah. and uh he would give me advice about, you know, how that's not going to work. I worry too soon. Let's worry when we have to worry. I just came from a river cruise with him. and Yeah, do you know what she did on the trip? They stopped serving dinner at 11. So she started, and basically they have a captain's dinner. You could always get the steak, but then they have whatever the special is. She'd order the special, order a steak on the side, wrap it up in tinfoil, and then hook it up to the hair dryer at night. And cook the steak in her bedroom at night. Stop because it. they'd be hungry. <laughs> you are amazing. Danny, what is the best advice you've gotten from Noni Didi? My mom's really taught me to just be so nice to, to like fans and people like that. Like when I meet them and reminds me all the time of the kind of fan and the kind of kid I was when I liked that stuff. And I just, I mean, I think that my relationship with my fans comes from how my mother treats people. Yes. Noni Didi and Danny... I like to end our show with our guests telling each other, our mom and our kid, what they love most about each other. Because I don't oh think we say God. it enough. You don't have enough time for that. One I thing. Got, well, I know, right? The thing One that thing. I think is my favorite thing about my mother is the fact that she doesn't even have to know somebody and she could connect with their soul so instantly when she's having a conversation. You know, she'd be like, do you know who I saw the other day? I'd be like, she'd be like, Georgia. I'm like, who's Georgia? She's like, you remember the lady from FedEx that Xerox does papers for us in 2017? I'm like, what? She's like, come on. I told her she could come to your birthday. She came. And then, no, she got married again. I'm like, who are these people? Like, but I just love it because all these people really do love her. Yeah. Noni, what do you you love most about Danny? Uh, I love that. You're not going to believe this. It's like, I'm a widow. Okay. And there were so many times when his father left, he was there to comfort me and make me feel secure and let me know that everything's going to be okay. When my husband passed away, I was devastated. He took control. I got up 
the clothes weren't there, nothing was there. He he took such he he actually puts a pillow under me when I'm devastated and I fall Jenny. into it. He's an amazing son. And you know, he's a gift. And let me tell you why. I was six months pregnant. I was five months pregnant. Yeah. And I lost that baby. Yeah. I fell down like a couple of steps and I lost that baby. And I remember being in the emergency room crying because all I ever wanted to do was be a mother and a wife. So I was hysterical. And then the doctor told me I couldn't have a baby for a year. I shouldn't have a baby for a year. And one month later, here he is. So all his whole life, I told him, Danny, I don't know what God has in store for you, but you're here for a reason. Because God took one baby and brought you. Ugh. And I do believe that my son, now I know what my son's here for. And I know he's an actor. I know he's funny. He's a, the best friend you can have in your life. Okay? But he put out Yaz Jesus. And he lets the LGBTQ plus community know that the way they can't take your sexuality away, don't let them take your God. And I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're what you are. Amen to that. Noni Didi, Danny, thank you so much for kicking off Pride at Don't Tell My Mother. I love you guys. Thank you for what you do for the community. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was a really good time. Will you take us out? If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. mother. Happy Pride, my family. Don't forget, leave a voicemail with your first queer crush story at 213-290-0762. We will shout you out on air. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy for fun info, behind the scenes footage, all kinds of special insider information. And of course, if you like us, rate and review us. Give us five stars. We live for your approval. You know, we're all very uh, codependent over here. We love you. Happy Pride. You matter. Your voice is vital. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Congdon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.